98K News. It's one o'clock on Benche, the headlines. A lawmaker says the government should take heed of reports of demonstrators seeking asylum in Taiwan. A prominent engineer says it defies logic to have Leighton responsible for platform safety at Hongham MTR station. And President Trump comes under fire for allowing racist abuse at a rally. Civic Party leader Alvin Yang says reports of protesters seeking asylum in Taiwan should serve as a warning to the government that a political solution to the current crisis may be better than going through the courts. The Apple Daily newspaper has reported that 30 protesters who stormed into Lejko on July 1st have sought refuge in Taiwan, and another 30 plan to do the same. Radio Free Asia also reported that charities on the island are looking after about 10 protesters. Mr. Yang, who's also a barrister, says it sends a message about Hong Kong's reputation. If any persons from Hong Kong seek asylum and get granted from other governments, the implication of such could be that an indication that international communities could not trust Hong Kong's legal system, uh, specifically prosecution department. We have seen number of cases in previous years that arguably the prosecution department or the DOJ used controversial charges against defendants and those could be uh, political defendants. And so I have to warn the Hong Kong government that if they are so caring about Hong Kong's reputation, especially the rule of law reputation, the best way is to solve it politically. Taiwan President Tsai Ing-wen says the island will handle the matter in line with humanitarian principles. Speaking during a trip in the Caribbean, she says she believes relevant authorities knows about the situation of what she calls friends from Hong Kong. A dozen pro-Beijing supporters have demonstrated outside government headquarters calling for the suspension of teachers who have been arrested during the anti-extradition protests. The Hong Kong Island Chow Rin Association says such teachers are setting a bad example for students. It also said liberal studies should not be a compulsory subject as pupils could be easily influenced by their teachers' political stance. Here's the group's vice president, Joseph Yu. The government should be communicate with the uh, any school to, uh, to understand more about their conduct of the teacher. Yeah, and it's cost effects to the student in, uh, in their daily job. Uh, generally speaking, the, 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 the attitude of the students should be neutral and they get more understanding uh, uh, on the uh, nowadays situation. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I don't want the teacher to, to affect their attitude on the situation of Hong Kong right now. A group of pro-Beijing protesters have halted a Shamshopo District Council meeting, which was due to discuss the chief executive Carrie Lam's comments on the extradition bill. The group chanted slogans, forcing the meeting to be adjourned before addressing any items on the agenda. Police were called to settle a disturbance. A taxi driver accused of punching two people at a Lennon wall has appeared in Kuntong Court. The man, surnamed Wong, has been charged with two counts of assault, occasioning actual bodily harm. The magistrate adjourned the case until the 30th of next month. Mr. Wong was released on $5,000 bail and was ordered to report to the police three times a week. An engineer with the professional commons think tank says it defies logic to make the contract contractor at the center of the substandard work scandal at Hongham MTR station, Leighton, responsible for ensuring the platforms there are safe. Albert Lai also questioned the wisdom or usefulness of partially opening the shot into Central Link early next year before the reconvened inquiry into construction problems on the line completes its work. The report from 
from the Independent Commission has not come out. But the actual interim report has confirmed that the supervisory system has failed. So we are relying on the failed system to continue to supervise uh, the remedial works. So how can the public be assured of its final safety? The MTR has said it will set aside $2 billion for work at Hong Kong Station to try to ensure it and the Tunma line can open in 2021, two years behind schedule. There has been harsh criticism of President Trump's failure to stop racist chanting at a campaign rally on Wednesday. The Democratic Congresswoman Ilan Omar, who was the subject of chants of Send Her Back, called the president a fascist, while some Republican members of the House said the party could not be defined by such action. The president told reporters at the White House that he disagreed with the taunt. I was not happy with it. Uh, I disagree with it. Uh, but again, I didn't say I didn't say that they did, but I disagree. The BBC's Gary O'Donoghue takes up the story. Several times the crowd in North Carolina yelled the send her back chant during the rally, despite insisting to reporters today that he wasn't happy with it and disagreed with it, he did nothing to admonish those engaged in it while it was happening. Asked why he hadn't tried to stop the chanting, he said he had, by starting to speak very quickly, as he put it. The recordings of the rally show him pausing for 15 seconds before continuing. Thirteen police officers in the U.S. city of Philadelphia are to be sacked for allegedly making racist or offensive posts on Facebook. Nearly 60 other officers face lesser punishments. Philadelphia's police commissioner Richard Ross said those facing dismissal had advocated violence and that many of the posts violated basic human decency. He said some had been anti-Islamic, while others described African Americans as thugs. Meanwhile, Mr. Trump says a U.S. warship has shot down an Iranian drone in the Gulf after it flew within a thousand meters of the vessel. He said the incident was the latest of many provocative and hostile actions by Iran against shipping in international waters. Tensions have risen after the reimposition of sanctions against Tehran, following the U.S. withdrawal last year from an international nuclear deal. The BBC's Ali Makbul reports from Washington. Donald Trump called it a defensive action against an Iranian drone that had got very close to the USS Boxer in the Strait of Hormuz after calls for it to pull back were ignored. The Pentagon insisted this was not a tit-for-tat operation after the shooting down a few weeks ago of a US surveillance drone by Iran, but was instead simply a means to protect American personnel and interests. Curiously, while this does all come at a time of great tension between the two nations, the Iranian Foreign Minister Javad Zarif, who's currently visiting New York, told reporters that Tehran had no knowledge of having lost a drone. Police in Japan are investigating why a 41-year-old man set fire to an animation production company's studio, killing 33 people. They're continuing to search the smoldering shell of the three-story building that housed the Kyoto Animation Company. Its president said the firm had received threats by email. A man resembling the suspect was caught on CCTV filling two 20-liter jerry cans at a nearby petrol station. The newly elected president of the European Commission has repeated that she's willing to grant Britain another extension to Brexit talks. Ursula von der Leyen told journalists that both sides must strive to avoid the damage of a no-deal departure from the EU. She said the withdrawal agreement negotiated by the outgoing British Prime Minister Theresa May would remain the basis for any future talks.
Earlier, the British Parliament voted to make it more difficult for the next Prime Minister to try to force through a no-deal Brexit. The amendment makes it harder to suspend Parliament, a move that Boris Johnson, the favourite to succeed Theresa May, has, ruled, has not ruled out. 315 MPs voted for the amendment, 274 opposed it. Labour's Hilary Benn, the chair of the Brexit Select Committee, was one of those who brought the amendment. This is a very significant amendment because it sends a very significant message to the Prime Minister. If you think you can lock the doors on that chamber and tell us to go away until the 31st of October, Parliament will not allow that to happen. A U.S. man has been sentenced to life in prison for the gruesome kidnapping and murder of a Chinese graduate student at the University of Illinois in 2017. Prosecutors said Brent Christensen lured Yingying Zhang into his car before raping, beating and beheading her. A federal judge in Manhattan has ruled that the wealthy U.S. financier Jeffrey Epstein must remain in jail while awaiting trial on charges of trafficking dozens of underage girls for sex more than a decade ago. He's accused of paying girls as young as 14 to perform sex acts. Mr. Epstein has pleaded not guilty. The BBC's Nada Tofik is following the case from New York. His lawyers tried to argue that he should be held under house arrest and be fitted with an electronic monitoring bracelet. But Mr. Epstein even offered to pay himself for 24-hour armed guards to make sure he wouldn't flee. And he put up $100 million in collateral, including his Manhattan mansion, which is worth $77 million, and his private jet. But the judge just wasn't having that. He said even that was inadequate and said that he was still a flight risk and also a danger to the community. Researchers in the Scottish city of Aberdeen believe they may have uncovered evidence that whiskey was being distilled there more than 500 years ago. The BBC's Richard Howells with the details. As part of a project to digitize the city's archives, the team from Aberdeen University discovered documents dating back to 1505, which referred to a still owned by a local knight named Sir Andrew Gray. The still was used to make rose water and aquavitae, an early term for whiskey. The records reveal that this is the earliest known evidence so far of whiskey being distilled for drinking. There is an earlier mention of the spirit being made at a Scottish monastery in 1494, but experts believe that whiskey was used as an ingredient in gunpowder manufacture. The U.S. aircraft manufacturer Boeing has said its second quarter profits will be hit by the grounding of its 737 MAX plane after two deadly crashes. The BBC's Michelle Fleury in New York has the details of the numbers announced by Boeing. $4.9 billion will be spent compensating its customers, the airlines who use or have ordered the plane, for the disruption. Boeing also raised how much it thinks it will cost to produce the aircraft by $1.7 billion in the second quarter. And this is due to higher costs associated with producing the planes at a reduced rate. In finance, a short time ago, the Hang Seng Index was at 28,769. That's 304 points up on the previous close. Turnover stands at $38 billion. To currencies, the U.S. dollar is trading at 107.56 yen. The euro is standing at 1 U.S. dollar and 12 cents. The pound is worth 9 Hong Kong dollars and 79 cents. And to sports now, and here is Atom Jang. Hong Kong's top fencer Vivian Kong has won bronze at the World Fencing Championships following an impressive performance in Budapest. 
After convincing wins over opponents from Slovenia, Ukraine, and Estonia, Kong defeated the Frenchwoman Caroline Vitalis to reach the last four before losing 15-11 to Natalie Mauhausen of Brazil. Kong picked up 50 ranking points and is expected to return to world number one. She also became the first Hong Kong fencer to win a world championship medal. Tiffany Chan is within striking distance of her first LPGA title. The Hong Kong star and her teammate Chen Pei Yun of Taiwan trailed the leaders by just one shot, going into the third and final round of the Great Lakes Bay Invitational Team event. The tournament in Michigan is wide open. There's a three-way tie for the lead at 10 under par. Chan's team are one of six, tied at 9 under. Staying with golf, the American J.B. Holmes holds a slight advantage going into round two of the Open Championship at Royal Port Rush in Northern Ireland. His opening five under par 66 is good for a one-shot lead over Shane Lowry. World number one Brooks Kepka will resume at three under. He's tied for third in a group that includes Sergio Garcia and Tommy Fleetwood. Four-time major winner and home favorite Rory McIlroy will be playing for consolation when he tees off later today. His nightmare first round included a quadruple bogey on the first and a triple bogey on the last. He's 13 shots off the lead. I'd like to punch myself. A couple of stupid mistakes. Understandably, you know, was pretty nervous on the first tee and had a bad tee shot. And, you know, it makes, it makes things very tough for you. Football now and the Dutch defender Matthias de Ligt said he chose to sign with Juventus because he fell in love with the Italian way of defending. His 84 million US dollar transfer from Ajax to Juventus on Thursday made him the most expensive defender in Syria history and he's only 19 years old. The Dutch football journalist Marcel van der Kran explains what the Italian champions are getting for their money. He's been an absolute colossal figure in defence for Ajax, uh, a towering man uh, when it comes to corners uh, in the other opposition uh, half, and also, you know, his leadership, when you look at that, for a boy of 18, 19, he was a captain at 18 at Ajax, and he's been probably the most influential figure in that Ajax side, and I think only every five or ten years a player or a star is born like that, even at Ajax where they have produced a few. And we finish with cycling. The British rider Simon Yates won stage 12 of the Tour de France as the race entered the Pyrenees. Frenchman Julien Alaphilippe still leads the overall standings ahead of Britain's Garen Thomas. And that's your look at sports. To end the news, the top stories again. A lawmaker says the government should take heed of reports of demonstrators seeking asylum in Taiwan. A prominent engineer says it defies logic to have Leighton responsible for platform safety at Hongam MTR station. And President Trump comes under fire for allowing racist abuse at a rally. The news from RTHK. Well, barely keep my composure. Love me with no disclosure. Tell them all how you feel. Ooh.